Welcome to the Become Limitless podcast. Welcome back to another episode of the Become Limitless podcast. This is what I want to talk about relationships. Now, I'm no expert in relationships at all, but I feel like the awareness I've gained by doing all these things that I've been doing and the path I'm on to become limitless has really opened my eyes to some of the things that happen in relationships that really we take like oh it's such a big thing or oh why'd she do that or why'd he do that and it makes it unrealistic and I don't know whether it's because you watch so much TV shows so many TV shows so many movies but it creates this unrealistic expectation of what it, what what is what is an ideal relationship and because there's so many unique people out there and you are unique yourself how could you possibly base what your relationship should look like of whatever society says you should be or whatever society thinks you should how you should have a relationship or how your parents think or how your friends and your social network thinks or anyone that thinks about a relationship and your relationship and how your relationship should be and what it should look like only you and your partner the person you're with should be dictating what that relationship looks like so I wanted to cover now that we've gone over that a little bit why some people cheat I want to cover what I do in my relationship to try and make things better to work on the relationship what, what things I do um, arguments what happens there in arguments what, what are, what's actually happening there why it's going on and just other little bits and pieces that I believe that don't help in a relationship and that are detrimental to the relationships that people are in so let's get straight into it what do I do that I think helps make a relationship work and what I've found works in relationships is doing little things just the little things that make a massive difference like say you're married and putting on your wedding song and dancing to it it's such a small small thing but it's such a big thing because you're getting the emotion into it you're getting so much feeling into this one little thing and it's what three four minutes five minutes depending on the wedding song and it can make a massive difference holding each other's hands just when you're out like sitting down together at home you can even be at home and hold each other's hands being connected that connection where you're exchanging energies you're exchanging so many things when you touch someone's hand it's why you make such a big deal of shaking someone's hand when you first meet them because you get an exchange of energies you get an exchange of a lot of information of who they are even before you start talking to them so you can get a really good idea of how strong their handshake is all that kind of stuff same things go on with your partner you might pick up on something going wrong inside them that they're not talking about that you you communicate that's another one of my topics things in here there's communication but then you can talk about it so by holding their hand you get a real good sense of whether they're happy they're sad or how they're feeling being in contact with them really makes a big difference and again such a small act holding someone your partner's hand isn't it 
it's only a small thing my last little thing for small things is when you're out having lunch or dinner or you know you're putting time aside to spend with your partner don't touch your phone don't even look at your phone put it away leave it in the car whatever the case may be leave the phone at home or put it away somewhere that you're not going to be tempted to use it another thing it's such a small thing to do I know this day and age probably isn't so small but it is such a small thing to do it just shows you so much you, you show you that your partner means so much to you that I'm not going to be distracted by anything I'm going to be looking straight at you I'm going to be giving all my attention all my energy to you in this space and it makes a massive difference again such little things that make such big differences and I find that the little things I will add up to make a relationship work to make a relationship feel good is because you do all these little things the little things that add up for your partner the little things that add up for your relationship now I want to talk about arguments big or small what are they really about and I want you to think about some arguments you've had with your partner and what, what were they actually about like how small can they be like because these arguments can blow up into these really massive things over nothing over really nothing it's crazy how like I've thought back to some of the arguments that I've had with my partner my wife and just some of it's like what what's going on there like why did we have an argument over nothing because it was it was absolutely nothing like why are we arguing over this like who got up and exercised like, who cares someone go exercise it doesn't matter why are we arguing over this and I've found that the key to arguments and the key to like diffusing the situation is you don't need to be right and I could do a whole episode on that in every aspect you're not needing to be right but in this context you don't need to be right why do you need to be right your partner might be just having a shocker of a day might be feeling rubbish why do you need to rub it in the face that you're right or whatever the case may be in this argument that you were right it's a really nasty thing that we have in us that we learn really early on I don't know where it is the need to be right like no they've got to know that I'm right that everyone's got to know I remember talking to my kids about it all the time too why you know what's right or do you the only reason you argue you could be arguing is because you're not sure if you are right but there's no need to argue if you do know 100% that you're right it's like okay why does the other person have to know you're right as long as you know and you feel good in yourself that you are right that's all that matter all that matters and it takes a lot of argument out of it and you could be arguing with your partner and you're trying to be right they're trying to be right and realistically all it is is just backwards and forwards someone's obviously wrong but you won't let it stop and it gets it escalates and it starts to break down the relationship over nothing and most of these arguments are over nothing so I like to think that I try to take an emotion out of the argument 
and I try to logically think as much as I possibly can. I try to do all my deep breaths, I try to keep really present in the moment and really assess what's actually going on. Why are we having this argument? What is going on? Why are we arguing over bread or why are we arguing over milk? It could, could be something simple like that. So take a step back, take a breath. Okay, so arguing over this, why are we arguing over this? Am I tired? Am I frustrated in something else that's going on? And I've let it slip into this into this situation and this argument. Is my partner, my wife done that? Has she done that? Is, that? is that what's going on? And if that's the case, like I say, she is tired or she has had a shocker of a day and she's just angry and really snappy. She's just going to snap at me like that, like at the f- click of a finger. So then why am I going to stir her up more? Make her feel worse by arguing with her? Or we could just end the argument really by going, oh, you know what? You're probably right. You may be right. And it's over. There's a need to feel arguments as well. There's a need to have arguments and have this debate back and forwards. But there's healthy ones as well, where you're having a conversation rather than an argument and screaming match, where you can talk back and forwards and convey information back and forwards between each other in a supportive and learning style environment when we're doing these things. But when it comes to an argument, no one's listening anyway. Usually they're, you're both so heated, so angry that no information's going in anyway, so there's no real point. These, these arguments don't go anywhere. They don't result in anything. There's no real point. So what you can do is diffuse the situation by acknowledging that, okay, maybe I'm wrong. You know what? You know what? Maybe I'm wrong. Okay, fair enough. And just stopping the need to be right, taking the emotion out of it, working out what's actually going on while we're actually both arguing, are we both angry, tired? What's going on from the day? Is the situation that arose that's made this way? Whatever the case, stopping, letting both parties calm down, and then having a conversation about it. And that leads into my next one, communication. It's so very important that you talk to each other. Talk to each other. Now, properly talk to each other. Ask each other how their day were and care. Because there's a big difference between asking how your day was and just throwing that sentence out there, throwing that question out there and not really caring what the answer is. And that comes back to doing the small things, putting the phone down and actually paying attention. This is where you need to pay attention to your partner when you ask these questions and you want to get the answers and you understand what's going on. Why do we just have an argument over this bread? Why do we have this argument over who's exercising? Are we tired? Do you need me to do more stuff? Do you, is there something that I'm doing that's frustrating you? Talk. That's the only way we can know. Without that, we're just making assumptions on what the part, your partner's thinking or feeling and why they're feeling that way. You might be assuming the worst. Talk to your partner. The more you can talk to your partner, the more you can get a gauge of what's going on with them, the better the pitch you can create. And you might just be in two different frames of mind about the bread or whatever the case may be. And you've just got to nut it out. You've got to talk it out. And the more you can talk about it, the more you open the story, the more you open the book about what's actually going on. Why did we react? Why did you react? Why did I react that way? And your partner can ask you questions about 
why do you feel that way? And you can go, well, you know, you did this this morning and that really angered me, but you know, I didn't say anything, it didn't matter. And then there's another little thing you did and it started to build up and it spilled out of my cup. And obviously the bread was the last straw, broke the camel's back, the straw on the camel's back and it broke the back. And I just lost it. Then we started having an argument over bread. But realistically, it was accumulation of certain things that happened. And if we just talked about those things, if I just talked to you about those things, this wouldn't have happened. It's all about those things and making sure you're bringing up those little inconveniences or the little things that you get annoyed with, the little things that you got annoyed with, little things that you thought your partner did wrong or like did despite you, whatever, whatever it was, whatever the case is, talk to them. Did you do this to make me like feel this way? Did, did you really do this? And you can gauge their partner if you're lying or not, if you've been with them long enough. But keep talking to them, because the more you talk to them, the more you, you understand what's going on. And now that leads me into my next one, is cheating. How do you know your partner's going to cheat? Why do people cheat? And a lot, I know a lot of people, because this has happened to them multiple times, they start to get these trust issues in their partner. And what I just want to give them a bit of advice with is... and. I can't remember his name, but he said it perfectly. It's so magic that you're not trusting your partner not to cheat. You're trusting yourself to be able to deal with it, to be able to cope with it if it does happen. So that you're going to be okay. You're trusting yourself. That's why you get into a relationship. You can trust yourself to deal with what's going to happen, good or bad, for better or for worse. <laughs> But you can, you can, you can, because you can't control what the other person's going to do. You can't do that. Regardless of what you do, they're going to do whatever they do. So why are you worried? Why are you constantly stressing over whether someone's going to cheat? You have to build trust in yourself that you can deal with what's going to happen. You can deal with, you can manage what's going to happen, the stress, the emotions, everything that's going to happen if they do cheat. You, you got this. That's pretty much what you tell yourself. You can trust yourself that, that you have this, you've got it. But then why do people cheat? Why do they do that? And I, I think it's the, the feeling of getting something new. It's like, why do you get a new phone all the time? Something good, something new, something new. But then it gets old. But the phone gets old real quick, doesn't it? Get a new video game. Why does it get old so quick? Because it loses its excitement. You lose the excitement of having something new. Relationship. It's all exciting, it's all exciting, it's all exciting, and all of a sudden it just slowly goes away and it loses its excitement. And these people, they go one looking. And people that, that normally cheat are looking for that grass that's greener on the other side. They're looking for that excitement. They're looking for something new. So what can we do to stop that? What can we do to help that? Keep your relationship new. Do exciting things together. Find things that, are new, that excite you both. Communicate. What do we want to do that's exciting? It gets us both excited. Whether it's in the bedroom, whether it's just together, going out, doing something different when it comes to dinner or lunches or something like that. Not just going out and doing the same old, oh, we have to have date night, let's go do it. Get excited about what you're going to do. Bungee jump, skydive, do something crazy. Who knows? We'll talk to your partner about what actually gets them excited. Maybe go do a yoga class together. Go, find, I don't know, find something. But you can talk to each other. 
what makes you excited? I'm like, what makes me excited? Like, talk to each other, find that new excitement, find the new. And if you can do that, and there's heat, the world is full of new things too. Don't say, oh, we've tried everything. You haven't really. You haven't really tried everything. Give everything a crack. Nothing off the table. Really dive into finding something new. The more you can keep going on with the new, the more the relationship doesn't feel like it's getting old and stale. And it's amazing to think that, like, you know, you take for granted being with your partner because then I go away, I know for myself, I go away for like two weeks at a time or something like that for the work. And it's like it becomes new again. Because obviously distance and time from someone you're not around them you get back and you're really excited again to see them and you love giving them kisses and all that kind of crazy stuff that you took for granted before but because you miss those things now you pay so much more attention like, oh geez it feels good to give you a kiss geez it feels good to hug you and to hold you and to be held all those things start to happen when you go and give, give distance and time so that's all about being new and exciting and that's how the brain works when it comes to dopamine and regulating what's exciting and what's not and over time being exposed to certain things reduces your excitement or your dopamine levels towards that so by being able to bring new things in you can increase those reward the reward feeling the excitement feeling without having to go and do something else and I just wanted to go to the next subject is stop the porn because then that rolls over to the bedroom where the excitement isn't in the bedroom with your partner, the excitement's in watching the porn. And that becomes a real problem. It obviously becomes an addiction for a lot of people. But the porn is the excitement in the bedroom, is the excitement sexually for you, not with your partner. And if you can stop that, you can look at the excitement in the bedroom with your partner and have sex. That's another one. Have sex enjoy each other's brace have fun with it don't just do the new same old monotonous thing try some new things google it google what you can do because why not what's it going to hurt what's it going to hurt to try something new and talk to your partner about it what do you reckon about this what do you reckon about that should we do it try this what do you feel about this like and talk because you don't know until you start communicating and probably is the number one thing is communication when it comes to being in a relationship communication 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 in all these little aspects and just that's what it is that's what it's all about and especially with sex it's about communicating and about building things up so throughout the day send little text messages sexting maybe even send a picture of yourself they're with you because they like to look at you. Don't feel like, oh, I'm not that attractive. They're with you because they were attracted to you. They are attracted to you. So send a picture of yourself smiling, doing something. And, and it's just a little thing. Again, it's such a little thing. And they build up to when you get home, when you get to see the person. And it makes a massive difference. So all these things, like these arguments, doing the small things, dancing, you know, you're not using your phone when you're together, holding hands, stopping the need to be right when you're doing it, when having an argument. They're all such small things that you can do so easily. But they're such easy things that you can do. 
have sex. It's fun. Do it. Stop watching porn. Both sides of the thing. I know it's probably more of a male thing, but females as well. Stop watching porn. And just watch your relationship change. And just put in a little bit of time and effort. Because I find that people don't put the time and effort in. And when they don't, that's when it starts to fall apart. That's when all these little cracks start to appear. That's why cheating starts to happen. When you're not finding something new. Then you have to find something new when it comes to relationships and being with people. And then the people start to cheat. Look, I hope that really helps you get a grasp of relationships and what I think makes a relationship work. And this, you're all so, so different. And as I said at the start, realistically, you've just got to find it with you and your partner, what works. Talk to each other. And the big one is that communication. If you can talk to each other and find out what's going on and stop assuming things between each other and what's happening in each other's brains, then things will work out and you'll enjoy each other. If you liked the episode, make sure you share it with all your friends and family and make sure you get on that Facebook page and give that a like and follow it. Also, get on our Instagram and follow along there too so you can keep up to date with what's happening in the Become Limitless community. Until next time, stay limitless.